Welcome back to a third installment in our unconventional gratitude series. I think that's what I'm calling it. Technically, it's not a series because I didn't know when I began that the Lord was going to continue to drop these things into my spirit. I did not have this worked out in advance, but each week God continues to show me something else that we can choose, keyword choose, to be grateful for. And you know, the theme has been, it has to be something unconventional, something that on its face, you wouldn't immediately see or experience and think, I'm so grateful for you, right? (laughs) Meaning that we really have to dig deep. In a sense, it takes some spiritual maturity to say to God, I'm grateful for this even though it doesn't always feel good at the time, even though I don't always understand what you're doing, I trust and I know that this is producing marvelous results for me. We're talking about real transformation. Now, if you're new here at Rooted, then you should know that my aim is to help bridge this gap between God's word and our reality. What do I mean by that? Well, In today's society, in our culture, it is often pushed onto us that God's word isn't relevant. And that sadly has come often in a response to the misinterpretation, misteaching, and misapplication of God's word. It has muddied uh, what God's word looks like in the human mind, in a sense. And it has become something that has been attributed to causing more harm than good. Now, I need you to know, God is not bothered by the fact that he's misunderstood. He's God. He doesn't need to be understood by us. He desires for us to understand him and his word because it benefits us. God is God, whether we understand him, whether we accept him, whether we receive him, but there is a love there in what he created and him wanting to see his creation succeed. Him wanting to see his creation live life well. And how can I know that, right? You may be saying, Shania, how do you know that? Because if it were God's intention that he would give us salvation and that he cared about nothing else, but that other that we would be in heaven, that at the moment we received him, we would go straight to heaven. The fact that he leaves us here and the fact that the word tells us that now we are disciples to teach others the truth about God lets me know there's a plan and a purpose here. And that if that plan and purpose is to succeed, he wants those with whom he has entrusted that plan and purpose to do well. So here at Rooted, we talk um, to real people. Uh, We have real talk about real issues, encouraging real growth. And that is found in the practical application that we believe produces supernatural results right? And on the very first episode, the one that I think still gets the most plays to date, Acceleration Doesn't Happen by Accident, we talked about how you have to be intentional, right? We start off that year excited and ready to go, and we have to be intentional about what? Our acceleration, which is what? Our development, our elevation, our growth, Growth doesn't happen by accident. In fact, not only does growth not happen by accident, it rarely happens out in the open. Well, you might be asking, then Shania, where do we grow? Good question. And we're going to answer that tonight on our episode, Grateful for the Gap.
Hey friend, so before we get started, I just want to say a couple of things. One, thank you. I've been watching the views and I love to see that people are listening to so many different episodes. I always think in my mind that, or I guess I forget that everyone's not uh, at the same level, right? So just because I post every Wednesday, it doesn't mean that the people who are coming and encountering Rooted for the first time are starting with the most recent podcast. Um, so I love to see that people are scattered all throughout the episodes. Some people are listening to Scare Tactics from a few weeks ago. Some of you are in the trauma series, which probably felt like a scare tactic. Um, I saw some people in the relationship series, the Who Do You Love? That's exciting. And I even saw recent plays um, of the very first episode, Acceleration Doesn't Happen by Accident. As a content creator, you always wonder if what you put out there is reaching anyone, you know, in any real tangible way, if it's making a difference, if you're crazy for thinking that God told you to do this. Um, and then you receive messages or texts uh, that remind you that, yes, this does have a purpose. And at the end of the day, even if it only reaches one person, and I truly believe sometimes that person is me, um, God is doing something big here at Rooted, and I'm excited to see uh, where it's going. And so it has taught me how to be grateful for what has already happened and how to still have a holy desire and frustration for more. And so I just want to leave that with you and start this episode off by saying thank you. I'm so grateful for you, especially the person listening right now. You matter. You taking time to invest in yourself matters and what you're doing matters. So again, thank you. Enough of that mushy stuff. Let's button it up. So uh, yesterday, my business partner, Ebony, and I got to experience something that I thought was pretty cool. So we uh, partnered with who we believe to be uh, one of the best business coaches in the industry. And we had our first session yesterday. And so she was asking us some clarifying questions about our business ventures. And so she wanted us to kind of outline for her what our vision was for our business, who our ideal clients were, where we saw ourselves, right, in 12 months, um, five years, 10 years, et cetera. And while we were doing that, I realized it was a lot harder than I thought. It is hard to articulate what it is that you assume everyone else knows. So because we've been in business a few years now and because, you know, we've created social media platforms where we, you know, post often about what we do. We have a YouTube channel, things of that nature. I always think it's clear, like, this is the type of law we practice and this is our coaching business and this is for our, you know, mom entrepreneurs. And I think that it's clear. But as I was trying to explain it to her, I just kind of saw her nodding her head and she's like, OK, we'll need to work on that. <laughs> to work on that. And I thought, oh, if this is a test, I'm assuming I did not pass. Not only was it harder than that, uh, than I thought, but I uh, realized it required a deeper level of vulnerability that I don't think I was prepared for. So the week before we had to complete a list of these various different assessments, um, and I started to feel y'all like I was in therapy. And I know how that feels because I'm in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> the therapist that I know and love. And so I was just like, oh, okay. I thought we were just going to be talking about business. I didn't realize you were going to try to bear my soul. 
But it soon became very clear to me where I was. I was in the gap. I was in the place between who I thought I was and who I actually am. That's one of the things the assessments revealed to me. Um, Also, the place where I currently am and the difference between that and where I'd like to be. Um, And it is in this gap, in this in-between place that I understand now you have to learn to be okay with letting people help you see you. I'm going to say that again. In this gap, in this in-between place, in this place and area of growth, you have to learn to be okay with letting people help you see you. In these various assessments that we took, one was like a character trait. Um, And so it then prioritizes the top five that resonate with you. And these obviously are based off questions that you've answered. And my business partner and I surprisingly only shared one dominant trait out of all five. And that was our spirituality, our faith. And we were excited about that. (laughs) That rings true because if you've ever heard us speak, and if you haven't, where are you at? Um, You should invite us to come speak. If you've never heard us speak, um, then you may not know this, but if you have, or you're a part of our online community, um, and I'm going to do a little plug here. So again, we are serial entrepreneurs. We own multiple businesses. The two primary at this time are our law firm, Jackson, Todd, and Lambert. And so if you are a small business owner, a nonprofit, or a church, or you need help with estate planning, uh, and you live here in Texas, then we can certainly help you. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at JTL Attorneys, um, and we have a website, jtlattorneys.com. Same handle for Instagram, JTL Attorneys. If you're interested in coaching consulting and you are a mother who is also desiring to be or are a small business owner, um, an entrepreneur, and you want to learn how to better manage being both a mom and wife and being an entrepreneur and understanding that neither has to be sacrificed, that you can excel in both arenas at the same time, you want to join our Capital Moms community. Not only do you want to join our community, you probably want to get our book. Yes, we just wrote a book that is being released December 1st. It's perfect for Christmas. It's going to be on Amazon. You can also get the ebook for your Kindle. Um, All of those links and things will be posted. You can also go to our website, wearecapitalmoms.com for updates, join our mailing list regarding the book. You can join our Facebook group, Capital Moms, where we're creating powerful and passionate mom entrepreneurs. Also follow us on Instagram at wearecapitalmoms. I'll try to remember in the description box for the episode to put all that information. If you can't find it, just go to my Instagram, Shania underscore Lambert, and it'll have all of us tagged. You can click on my click uh, click on Lord. You can click on my link tree and find all of the links to our businesses and our various ventures. I think you'll find value there. Nevertheless. If you've never heard us speak, (laughs) then you would not know this. Um, Or if you've not been a part of our online communities. But I often describe us as helium and anchor, right? Ebony is my helium. She is what lifts me. She is the dreamer. She is the risk taker. She is our idea man. She is the person that is always motivated and excited 
about a new venture and she, I don't know if she has fear in her. I don't, I don't think fear exists inside of my friend. I am the opposite. I am the anchor. I am the realist, right? I'm the one that needs things to make sense. Let's make practical decisions. I'm not adverse to taking risks, but you need to make it make sense to me, right? And so we properly and perfectly balance one another out. She lifts, I ground. She lifts, I ground. So it was affirming to know through all these assessments that it was true, right? That our faith, which is what brought us together, is also what binds us together. And to see that on paper was so affirming. But the problem is... (laughs) because the assessment was so accurate, it was also accurate in terms of uh, what I'm going to call our lesser strengths. We don't have weaknesses. We have lesser strengths. And so those things about ourselves that we kind of already knew we needed to work on, yeah, the assessments confirm those as well. But the crazy part is that even with our coach pointing out areas that we need to work on, areas that aren't necessarily like glamorous or like, you know, easy things, things that are going to require some hard work. Instead of being, I guess, discouraged or feeling judged or condemned, we both left super hype, super excited. You might be saying why, why? Because we believed that we were in the hands of someone who was not only really great at helping us identify our problems, but also someone who was really great at helping us solve them. And so now I get even more why the woman at the well, after being exposed by Jesus, ran to her town and told everyone, come meet the man who told me everything I ever did. Y'all, Jesus was her life coach. And so it makes sense, again, that whole discussion about exposure, when you are willing to acknowledge where you are, that you can be grateful for that. You can even be excited because now you can do something about it. And so in that talk about exposure and in the talk about the delays and the detours, this episode would be kind of where those things lay, right? They happen in the gap. The gap is describing that journey from who we are to who we want to be, what we think about God to be true to what we know about God to be true. That's what this gap is all about, learning God and learning yourself. It's learning how to be okay with seeing you where you are, not who you want to be, but where you are. And instead of feeling like, man, I have to change all these things about myself to be loved by God. Instead, you are motivated to change because you realize you already are. You already are loved by God. So the gap is the place between who I am and who I want to be. It can be the gap between where I am and where I want to be. But ultimately, the gap is where growth happens. That gap is that in-between place. It's the place where I come to know God for myself. It's where I am able to discern the very clear difference between who I think God is and who he really is. You know, people since the beginning of time have tried to put God in a box to make him more palatable, more tolerable, more understandable, to try to make him, quote unquote, behave. Uh, But even God, as we see him in the body of Jesus, He turned religion on its head. Jesus was holy, yes, divine, absolutely, completely righteous and committed to his purpose. But Jesus was also confrontational. Jesus was humorous. He was intelligent. He was ridiculously sarcastic. 
But you don't learn that about him when you just absorb what other people tell you about him. This is something you come to know as a result of relationship. It reminds me of my mother's favorite scripture when Jesus asks Peter, but who do you say that I am? Because that's all Jesus really cares about. Not what someone told you about who he is, not what you're telling him. Other people have said about who he is. Who do you say that Jesus is? Because if you want to know Jesus, if that's something that you can identify, you need to work on in this gap. You need to grow closer to your God. You're going to have to do that for yourself. This is bridge work. This is gap work. And this idea that Jesus reveals himself to those who desire uh, that he do so is not a foreign concept to us. We all have different social circles. There are people that you work with who get one side of you. And then there are people who you do life with who really know you, right? You might tell a joke here or there at work, but at home, you're going to have people rolling till they cry. In one setting, you're reserved. In another setting, you may feel more free to be yourself. And therefore, those people are going to get more of you, more access to who you really are. Jesus is very similar. He was 100% divine. He was 100% God, but he was also 100% man. Who of us wants to be in a relationship where we're not really wanted? When we're only sought when the other person is in need? Or we're only with someone out of a sense of obligation? That's not who Jesus is, nor is that who he wants. But he is an absolute gentleman. He's going to reveal himself to you to the extent that you'll allow him to. If you pictured your life as a house and you chose to only invite Jesus into the front room, (laughs) the one like your grandma had with the plastic couch covers um, that would make your legs sweat and stick to them because it'd be hot in there. Maybe that was just my grandma. But I want to believe that your legs stuck (laughs) to your grandma's couch also. If that's where you want to leave Jesus on the hot, sticky couch, then that's where he's going to stay. He's going to work with whatever it is you want to give over to him. Why? Because love demands free will. Love demands free will. He's going to give you a choice. And so in the same way that we can choose to be grateful for these unconventional things, for the exposure, for the long way around, for the detours, for the delays, we can also choose to be grateful for the gap. That yes, there is work that needs to be done. We need to get from A to B, from the person that I am now to the person that God is revealing that he desires for me to be, from the, the Jesus that I've been taught to the Jesus of the Bible. And there may be a gap there. Thank God if there's not. If you only have been taught the word strictly based on the Bible and that it was sound teaching, thank God for that. Because there are so many people who have had to overcome church trauma from poor teaching, from misapplication, misinterpretation of the word, that it has caused a divide in their relationship with God. Not because God has distanced himself, but because now they have to bridge the gap. They have to do the work of undoing all of that that they've been taught and rediscovering Jesus for themselves. But I want to encourage you, whatever it is, whether it's the gap of getting to know yourself better, getting to know God better, that you commit to doing the work. Because when we talk about how acceleration doesn't happen by accident, remember, acceleration is going to be synonymous for growth. Growth is not going to happen by accident. And if God has exposed something, if he has revealed something, be grateful that you know, 
and be grateful that now you can do something about it because now is the time friend the year is is about to close out right and we've had all of this time together to talk about not fumbling your favor. We've talked about how acceleration doesn't happen by accident. We've talked about how to form godly relationships and why they're important, how to set up boundaries, uh, different forms of trauma, the different fear tactics that the enemy used. And now we're also talking about how to be grateful and a ton of other lessons sprinkled in there that weren't series, just individual episodes. What have you applied? What has changed um, after encountering that truth? Did you filter it through the word of God? And if so, then the whole, did the Holy Spirit then allow something to resonate with you that you know that now you need to address? If so, let's not wait to the beginning of next year. There's still a good six weeks left in this year. Do you know what you could do in six weeks? What you could accomplish? Do not despise small beginnings. You have to start somewhere. So just start, just start. I was having a conversation with my son um, over the weekend and we, we had a time y'all because my son is 10 and we've been having conversations about responsibility and personal accountability. Those are two things that are, are high on his mama's list of traits that my child will possess. He will be a man who is responsible and he will be a man who takes personal accountability. And the root of both of those things are what? Self-awareness, right? So we started talking about making decisions and the type of man that he wants to be. And I explained to him that as his mother, I'm not just raising a boy. I am raising a man. I'm raising someone's future husband and someone's father someone with a calling on his life who possesses a special giftedness that I know that he will use to serve others and advance the kingdom of God. So when I talk to him about cleaning his room or doing homework or practicing karate, it's not about cleaning his room. It's not about doing his homework and it's not just about practicing karate. It's about learning those skills of discipline and learning how to be responsible and then taking personal accountability when you fall short. Because all of those things contribute to the type of man he's going to be. And I told him that right now you're on the cusp of starting to make the decisions that will affect the kind of man you become and what the rest of your life looks like. And I realized that in talking to him, I was also talking to myself. What choices am I making while right here in the gap between this life experience on earth and my eternity in heaven? What choices am I making? What legacy am I leaving? Because God isn't just trying to raise a girl. He's not interested in me just rallying up numerical years. He's raising a mother, a wife, an author, an advocate, an entrepreneur, a speaker, a podcaster, a content creator, a leader, a servant. Someone with a calling on her life who possesses a special giftedness that I am going to use and am using right now to serve others and advance the kingdom of God. So what about you, friend? Are you in the gap? Do you know where you are? What beliefs, what perceptions have you formed about the person that you have become and who it is that God is? Because the gap helps us to identify and clarify both of those things, both who God is and who we are, as well as who we're not. 
the gap is this special place. It's this place where we wrestle, where we ask questions and express frustration and experience joy. It's David's Psalms ranging from these mountaintop experiences to these deep valleys of disappointment. The gap is where we cry, both tears of happiness and sadness. The gap is the place where I can acknowledge that heaven is real, but I'm not there yet. The gap is the heart of rooted where I continue to try to bridge the truth between God's word and the reality of the life issues we're experiencing. The gap is a place where we learn the differences between knowledge and wisdom. It is here in the gap that we do life. So friend, I just want to encourage you that as we've talked about exposure, as we've talked about the delays and the detours and the long way around, and today as we talk about this gap, this hub, this place uh, for you to grow, don't shy away from whatever it is the Holy Spirit is impressing upon your heart right now. Because I get it. Look, (laughs) there is so much that we have going on that when I got an email from my coach that said, what is it that you're sitting on right now that you could be doing? What is it that you've been putting off? And then, and I started to get angry and immediately the next question said, how did that make you feel? And I, and so I need you to know that I get it when you are, you know, walking in multiple roles and you feel like you are giving all that you've got a call to growth can feel like an attack. But what I'm, what I want to impress upon your heart is that when you grow, everything else gets better because you're better. You're more equipped to handle the things in your life because you're growing. You're taking that time to invest in yourself. It is the most important investment that you can make. And so if you don't take anything else from this, please listen to the Holy Spirit, whatever it is that he's revealing to you, whatever it is that you need to address, don't run from it. Address it. Dig in deep. Get into the gap, and I bet you'll find that you're actually grateful for the process. It may not always feel good. It may not always look good, and you may not understand exactly what God is doing. But one thing I know for sure is going to be worth it. I love you, friend. I'm Shania, and this is Rooted.